Kia ora, koto everyone. Welcome to Queenstown Life Podcast. Um, I'm here with a very interesting lady, um, Vera Owls, who is a writer and journalist for New Zealand Herald, ultra marathon runner. We'll talk about that later. Um, and mum to a three-year-old, well done, three-and-a-half-year-old, you survived. Um, welcome, Hadi Mai. Hello, how are you? I'm pretty good. Now, you're in Hwanaka. Um, okay. How is it over the hill? Is it cold? It's very cold. <laughs> it is really cold today, right? It's. I woke up this morning and went, oh, there it is. There it is. Yeah, you know oh. when the frost just stays till about midday. I know, I know. Um, so how are you and how are you? <laughs> I am good and I'm good, yeah. Um, slowly everything's going back to normal, you know. It feels like we're living in a bit in a parallel universe where you read the news from overseas and it's like this catastrophe all the time. I know. But things here are really good and... Yeah. Um, it's school holidays, which means Wanaka is pumping for yeah. the visitors, which is really good to see. So, yeah, things feel normal. Yeah, it, um, it is good, eh? Queenstown's busy. It's full of lots of shiny, happy people um, wandering around doing stuff, which is really nice. Um, and nobody's grumpy about traffic and stuff. Everyone's just like, come on, it's fine. Yeah. We'll work it out. Get on the bus. <laughs> So good. We saw how quiet it was before, and I don't think anyone liked it. To be no, honest, no, I know we had a ch- we had a we had a excuse me we had a taste eh? a little taste. Yeah. Um, so, um, tell me about lockdown for you. So, lockdown for how? Oh my God! How long ago was that? Now, it's got to be. Like- oh, I think I saw a tweet today that says something like nine weeks since level two or something. So oh. lockdown was kind of a million years ago now. It was, and so how was it for you? Because I know you wrote a lot about that experience yeah just tell me, tell me on like a surface level um how, on the how surface was it? level and and like acknowledging the privilege of saying this on, on a surface level it was really good yeah it was really nice to be home with the family and we did lots of walks around the block and you know run around the backyard and um so in that sense it was really good on a surface level um Below the surface, of course, it was really tricky, like it was for so many people and still is. Um, you know, my husband lost his job because of COVID. Yeah. So, um, and obviously, we both um, live in New Zealand away from our families. His in, is in the UK and mine's in Portugal. And so this whole not knowing when we're going to see our families again yeah. really weighs heavily on us every yeah. day. Yeah. So yeah, it was it was um, it was just kind of about putting our head down and keeping on, keeping on, kind of thing, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. And yeah. I know I've spoken to lots of people whose families are far away, and that you know we talked before we started this about that kind of dual life thing. You know, everybody yeah. we're kind of off to the supermarkets and the bars and the da, 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 and yet on the other side of the world, or you know, even in Australia, like not far away, yeah. it's so different. It's yeah, just so it's- weird. It's very weird reading the news from overseas. You're you're kind of reading the news from New Zealand three months ago. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, so when so when you you were, I mean, you, I, I laughed because you said to me, I've "Got nothing to talk about." I've got <laughs> and and honestly, every single bloody woman who I email and go, "Do you want to do this?" They're like, "Why? Why would you want to talk to me?" And then you sent me this list of all the stuff that you've been doing, and I'm like, <laughs> "There it is." Um, <laughs> 
And I love it. I absolutely love it. I was just like, give me more. So you wrote a lot about, um, one, the whole stuff around the feelings about being a full-time, I mean, full-time parent is a, is a strange concept, right? Because you are, mm. everybody's parents full-time. But that thing of, you, you can't ever leave work. Yeah, no, you, you can't. So talk to me a little bit about where, where some of those pieces came from. Um, well, it's, I guess it's the nature of my job. At first, um, I went back to work when um, my daughter, Eva, was only six months old. So a lot of that was me just kind of writing those pieces as I worked through my own feelings about it and because I had a, the type of job that allowed me to do that so it's yeah. kind of cathartic and then I sort of saw people who resonated th those people's uh, pieces resonated with them and I got some emails about it and so that kind of helped um and then um and then we moved to Wanaka uh sorry remind me how'd you say it Hawanaka Hawanaka um and um and I started working, that's when I started working from home. Before that, I worked in an office. So I was away from her a lot. Here, I work while a lot of the time she's just sitting next to me. Yeah, yeah. Pretending to work. So again, it was a completely different reality and I had to adjust to that as well. But um, yeah, so it's kind of just, um, I just got a lot of emails from parents who felt like those topics were good to talk about. Like the invisible labor of being a parent you know, is often just kind of hidden away yeah. behind closed doors, yeah. you know? Yeah. And, and I, I really connected with what you talked about, you know, about the thing of one, you, you never leave the office. So when you, I also went back to work, I went back to work after two weeks. Like I opened my computer up at my desk, you know, and my desk was in my kitchen and I had yeah. this newborn strapped to me. Um, and then I went back to work. I, I went back at six months for one day and my husband had the, the Monday with my baby and then um, slowly took up more. And now she's five days. And, and I, I battled with that whole thing in my head for ages until a friend said to me, you love working. Like, why do you, why? I, I absolutely love working. I love, I love going out to work. And, and the thing that shifted for me was she said, rather than you thinking and feeling bad about the fact that your daughter's seen you going out to work, why don't you see it as your daughter's seeing a woman who's going out to work and earning money and doing something she loves and, and something that's hard and that she sticks with. And she sees that instead of totally. the separation. And I was yeah, like, oh my God, I, yeah. thought about it I thought like a that. lot about it um, and about, you know, um, my mum, I don't remember my mum not working, to be honest, but I also don't remember feeling any distance from her, you yeah. know? So um, it's kind of like, you just got to, you just got to do the things that make you, well, that you need to do for yeah. a start um, to pay the bills and to do everything else, but um, also the things that make you, you. And yeah. I did not want to become mummy. No. You know? Yeah. Um, I, I'm I'm mummy sure, but I'm I'm Vera first. Yeah, and so that was really important to me. Yeah, no, no, no. I I completely agree with you. And mm -hmm. so, how did your writing change? Did it change during lockdown? Has, has it well, I think, I, think I went through a period of kind of like panic writing my way through lockdown. Um, and it's yeah, it's really good that I have a job where I can just do that sort of thing. Um, and there was just so much going on that I just found myself having like lots to talk about I guess and 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 writing my way through lockdown really helped um but yeah I don't know I think it helped me cope it helped me kind of make sense of it and I was 
I was really anxious at the beginning of lockdown. I went through a, a really bad couple of weeks and um, I was lucky because the, the Herald offered us this um, counselling service that I took up. Yeah. Um, and I had like a, a WhatsApp um, video chat with a counsellor that just kind of solved my issues. It was brilliant. <laughs> Woo! 20 minutes and she just like, went through like, it all. God, yeah. you're amazing. <laughs> she just, it was sometimes you just need this complete stranger who Absolutely. has no skin in the game to tell you how it is, you know? Yep. And, and she did. And that just kind of calmed me right down. Yeah. Back to a normal level. I was like, all right, yep. we're going to do this and it's going to be fine. And so, yeah, and I, I was lucky that I got to um, work all the way through. And because I already worked from home, I didn't have to adjust to that. All I had to do was adjust to having my daughter with me all the time, obviously, because daycare was closed. Yep. And that was a bit mental at times. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, totally. Because how did you juggle the roles between you and your partner? Did you, did um, you have well, a conversation we, about it? We didn't have to because I've got a really awesome partner who he wanted to be a stay-at-home dad for a bit yep. when my daughter was born. And so he was. The, the issue was, so he was stay-at-home dad for the first almost two years of her life and then he'd gone back to work and then COVID hit you know that this was not our plan our plan was that he'd done <laughs> this the was not in the plan <laughs> he'd done the stay-at-home dad but he wanted to be out there working now yeah um but he kind of fell back into the role really easily because he'd just kind of done it you know and so, and because he did it for so long, they're really close. So I think she'd rather be with him than me anyway. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, and what did you, what did you, did you learn anything about yourself during that time? As a mum and as a person, now you can have, I mean, some people haven't even processed really what's just happened. Um, mm -hmm. And I think it's just, you know, it slowly people at different speeds are kind of going, oh, look at what happened. Um, but did you, did you, have you looked back and... And I don't know if I had any like great discoveries about myself, but I, it did give me time to sort of structure in my head the things that are important to me. And, you know, of course you can't carry on and live life only focused on, on those. You've got to do the things that you have to do as well as things that you want to do. Yeah. But it did give me a much clearer idea of what is it that I care about, you know? what's my you know in terms of we talked a lot about essential services back then what are my essential services you know and and for me it was yeah it's family really yeah because I under I wrote down essential services and workers under that and I underlined it when I was reading about you um <laughs> and that whole thing about that really interesting you know those interesting roles we take on and um the things that we kind of how we describe ourselves and um yeah, no, really, I find that stuff really interesting. Because um, I know looking back, I, I completely, and I think I only just realised it a few weeks ago, that I completely and utterly fell in love with my child. Like, and it yeah. took me, it took me two and a half years to completely yeah. and utterly head over heels fall in love with her. And I remember one afternoon, you know, we, we kind of, me and my husband tried to do, I did, I looked after her in the morning and then he took over at one o'clock. And I remember sitting there in the morning and I was staring at her intently and she looked at me, she was like, what are you doing? <laughs> you Stop weirdo. staring at me. And I'm like, but he's so delicious. And she's <laughs> like, ew. But I did, I remember just completely, and our relationship completely changed. Completely. Yeah, I think one of the, and I think it was one of the pieces I wrote was about, um, like my child was kind of my hero of lockdown because, you know, we, we had 
an understanding of what was going on and she didn't and one day to the next daycare closed and she wasn't allowed to go see her friends anymore or go to the swimming pool or the library or whatever and she just kind of took it in her stride and yeah. here I am completely going crazy about it having to just calm myself down and she's just yeah. like right okay well we're not going anywhere and yeah. that's fine yeah carry on I know yeah so there's a lot that um there's a lot to learn from their behavior oh my it? god so much. yeah so much absolutely and so in terms of your running how did that um when did you start doing ultra marathon like because people oh, I find I find um the conversations about that stuff and, and other people really interesting because I like to do long distance stuff hmm. not running like marathons like my limit and I don't do any of those anymore because my knees just go no but I I um people always say why would you do that and I love the answer of that somebody said once why not like it's there why not yeah why not where did yeah. that come from though um I don't know where it came from. I know that I started running because I had a friend um, who I used to meet up with and we used to have a curry every week. And then we were like, we really should be doing a bit more than just meeting up for curries. You know? <laughs> oh my <laughs> we started God, going, that's we started going for a little run from her house um, around a couple of blocks and then going for the curry. Um, and then from then we started, oh, you know, it'd be fun if we entered some races. Um, we had some fun doing that and then she kind of stopped and I carried on. And so we entered some 10 Ks and then half, you know, it, it escalates. Yeah, half yeah, yeah, half yeah. And then it was like, yeah. Oh, you finish a half and you go, maybe I could do the full, you know, and then you finish a full marathon and you kind of go on, oh, there's this 50 K and then there's this 85 and then it's hundred. And so, yeah, it kind of escalated from that. There wasn't one thing. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I've, I've, um, you know, I'm, I'm surrounded by people who do lots of different, that was, that, those were the groups that I first got into when I first moved here. Um, and ultra people are, you're an interesting breed of people. <laughs> um, thanks. In a good way. But uh, the, yeah, like it, I just, I find the conversations around that stuff really interesting because people just go, oh yeah, you know, like a little training runs like eight, 70 kilometers. And I'm like, yeah. what? And not for me. I don't really do those training runs, but yeah, it is interesting because it's perspective, isn't it? If you if you're oh. surrounded by people who do this, like in in Wanaka, since moving to Wanaka, I feel like a complete loser because everyone here is an elite athlete, pretty much. Yeah, and you have to remind yourself of that. Like I I constantly there's like a bar that's set right where you live, and if I lived in the UK, it'd be kind of you know people do a five k race and it's whoa that's amazing, which it is. Yeah. But then you move here and it's like it, and then. You, you kind of feel a bit of a loser because you're doing like oh mm. I just went and did a three kilometer trot around the thing and you're like people are like yeah that's awesome and yeah you know, uh. but um yeah it's uh, and I found it because I got injured about two weeks into no about yeah about two weeks into lockdown and mm. I was really loving the you know the simplicity of running for me is epic because you just mm. took your trainers on and your sports bra and you go out the door um and I couldn't do it. And I ended up rediscovering the love of walking, which I like completely got rid of. Um, and I'm really glad I found that, but I'm still now, I still now can't run. So um, did you, did you manage to slot that into your day during that? Uh, time? During lockdown, I actually made this constant. It, it, it kind of, it was really good timing for me because I just done the old ghost ultra. Yeah. In, yeah. yeah. Um, Westport. And 
I needed a bit of a break from running. And so I took lockdown as a really good excuse. And so we did a few runs around the backyard just for fun because everyone was posting about their backyard runs. Oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but actually, I had no interest in running. And I felt like um, sometimes the running makes me a bit anxious, like one more thing to add to my day. Yeah, and yeah, if yeah. I don't do it, I go to bed feeling, oh, damn, I didn't do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I actually took that off the table completely for lockdown. I was just like, I'm just not going to run. And I didn't yeah. run for like eight weeks. And it yeah. felt really good yeah. to not have that on my to-do list. I yeah. felt like I had enough with my child around me 24-7. Yeah. So, yeah, but it's all good. I'm back to it now or have you, are you? Slowly back to it. I've signed Slowly. up for Kepler. So at some point I need to start running properly yeah but it's very yeah. cold did i mention how cold it is it is really cold right and i used to love um i hate heat running i hate it and i love because i'm from the uk where it's always so bloody mm. cold and it's always raining so whenever whenever here randomly it's cold and drizzles it's like my favorite i go out and, and it's probably like five degrees and i'm just yeah. like, i love it running in there yeah, i'm the odds i'm portuguese i think it's 36 degrees in oh, lisbon God, no. today or something no. so that's that's my environment <laughs> No, and I did. I did one marathon. I did the Challenge Wanaka marathon actually, and and then said never again. And then I did the Christchurch marathon, and then that was, God, that was probably about eight years ago. And I've since then gone no. Mm-hmm. I I like fifteen twenty is plenty enough for me. Ah, but see, but that's where trails come in because the the big secret of ultra marathon on trails is that you don't actually run the whole thing. You know, you yeah. so much of it is walking. I know. I know. <laughs> But God, oh, maybe one day. Um, so are you ready for your quick fire round? I am. Okay. Um, one thing you'd get rid of in the world? Uh, COVID. Trump. <laughs> Boris no, Johnson. You can't so one. You I'm Mary Congoing the world, con marrying the world for you. Don't be chucking three or four in there. Um, <laughs> something you'd like to learn? Um, I'm learning to knit. I'd like to be better at it. Perfect. Absolutely mm. perfect. Um, watch on your left or right arm? Uh, coffee. <laughs> Good answer. Oh, uh, sorry. What, uh, watch. You said watch. <laughs> what's on your right arm? Okay. Uh, no, no. For running on my left one, but otherwise okay. I've got my phone. It's all right. It's been a long day. Uh, hot, long hot bath or hot shower? A hot bath. Can't beat a bath. Oh, yes. Vegemite or Marmite? None. Gross. Come on, you got to pick one. No, peanut butter. Oh, my God. Peanut butter, fix and fog or picks? Fix uh, and fog at the moment, but, yeah. Their smoke, their smoke and fire one, so that's, good. That's the one. So good. Uh, what do you do well? What do I do well? Sleep. Procrastinate. Yeah. I am a good sleeper. Um, one album you'd listen to for the rest of your life? Uh, Death Cab for Cutie, the one that has transatlanticism on it. Ooh, yeah. I like that answer. Uh, Kindle book or audio? Book. Good choice. Um, one country that you'd visit right now if you know Portugal. we had, didn't have a worldwide pandemic. Portugal. I want to go home. I think I'd go to Greece, actually. Oh, God. Oh, so much. Um, and a hot, one hot beverage. What's your favourite hot beverage? Uh, coffee. Black coffee. coffee. Yeah. 
we, we're going to get on. We're going to get on. When I come over, we're going to drink so much coffee. It's gonna Perfect. Be Let's do it. Um, and what are you going to go and do right now? Uh, I'm probably going to continue um, teaching myself to knit. Well done. And uh, put some rubbish on Netflix. And yeah. That sounds good, good to me. Exactly <laughs> what I'm going to do. Um, Vera, thank you so much for spending some of your evening with us. Thank you. That was great. And uh, we will chat very soon. Sounds awesome. Bye. Bye.